questions are these. How are producers like you, who did not get hand-selected as a new all-star on an established record label, able to get music into the hands of true fans while taking your career to the next level? How are we able to take our tracks and projects we believe in out into the world for pay and still stay true to our creative vision? These are the questions and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Kay Brown and this is You're With The DJ, co-hosted by Nikki Berry. Welcome back to another episode of You're With The DJ. On our most recent one, we had chatted with Alex Amaro on content IDs, rebranding, and streaming during challenging times. This episode, we head over to Chicago and chat with Marty and Garrett from the iconic Spy Bar venue. Stay tuned until the end to catch one of the funniest memories Nikki and I have at Spy Bar. To get started, um, could you both go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Um, you want me to go first, Garrett? Yeah, go for it. Or you want it? All right. Um, I'm Marty McKenna. Um, I've been uh, involved in music in the Chicago scene for probably like the last eight or nine years. Uh, most recently have been uh, over on Team Spy Bar, working as the production manager for the last three or four years. I'm also the production manager for Paradigm. We do a lot of uh, large scale events all around the city um, with a wide range of artists. Um, and then uh, recently with the whole COVID-19 thing, uh, now I am spearheading the streaming at Spybar along with Garrett. Uh, and I also produce and DJ under the name Intermodal. Excellent. And I am Garrett Birch. I also work with Marty at Spybar. I've been there for about, mm, say, 12 years now doing a whole bunch of stuff like anywhere from bookings to helping run the lights to working on production stuff. Um, yeah, I also work for a couple other venues in Chicago doing, uh, marketing and graphic design. Most recently I worked, started working with, um, that new venue radius. And then, um, used to work for react presents for a while doing their graphic design and marketing with the team. Um, and I also have been DJing for about 20 years under the DJ name infinity. So, awesome. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, could you tell us a little bit um, about the changes that you all have seen uh, over the last couple of months? Like within um, the industry with the streaming and. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's no live events anymore. Right. So that whole industry has been put on pause. So, you know, streaming has kind of been there for the last few years. There's a couple notable outfits uh, like circle is one that comes to mind uh, mm. over in over in Europe um, they put on some incredible events so but but that's you know more of a European thing there's a lot of things that come into play with copyright and whatnot so I don't know we haven't seen it really break mainstream until there's nowhere else to play except mm -hmm. the internet right so now it just sort of was was forced you know covid 19 was like a catalyst to to just bring it uh, to the mainstream and it's all we have right now so it'll be interesting to see how it works out uh, once the clubs reopen. So presently, people are streaming uh, from Spybar. Um, is that correct? 
Yeah, we do like, Thursdays and Saturdays right now. Okay. So during the time that you all are closed, how have like fans been able to go ahead and support um, Spybar and and the staff there? Uh, we have a GoFundMe that we launched. Um, mm-hmm. That was like right away, which a lot of other venues have done as well. Um, and that's sort of the whole, like that's what we focus on with the streaming. Um, you know, we mm-hmm. push the link for that. We have it on the overlay. Um, and then Twitch also has its own uh, donation mechanisms with like PayPal and their subscription mm. services. And so now we're taking in revenue that way as well. Um for people who either haven't seen the GoFundMe link, maybe they're not linked with us on Facebook. Um, and we have had people donate who like have never been to Spy Bar before. They've mm-hmm. just heard of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe they don't even live in Chicago or maybe they went here once and we've seen people like donate that way as well. Yeah. That's awesome. I've been thinking about like all the local venues. Like I'm in DC right now. I've just been like contacting them and asking how I can help. Cause that's, yeah. I encourage people to do that and to see how you can help out because we take y'all for advantage. Yeah. <laughs> when you're I open. Mean, so, yeah. uh, merch is big. You know, Garrett is working on nice. some, some new merch designs right now. We've had people awesome. ask for that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're just trying to, to figure out, you know, what we can do while we're, while we're closed. Yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. awesome. Uh, when the merch is ready, would that be on your website? Is that the best way to go ahead and Garrett? Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have we'll have like an online um, website, spybarchicago.com. Okay. Um, right now, we don't have a merch landing page, but once we get all this new gear up, we will. We have like hoodies, some custom awesome. pins that light up, uh, hats, <laughs> the whole the whole thing. That's awesome. Very I'll cool. definitely be buying cool. those. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, they've been, uh, we've been get, getting requests for them for a really long time. We finally got some time to get it all get it all sorted. So yeah. it should be coming pretty soon. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. So you both have been playing um, music for kind of quite some time, right? <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> From like a more like personal standpoint as like an artist, um, could you tell us a little bit about the changes in like copyrights and streaming rights and how that kind of changes things as an artist? Well, it's it's interesting because as DJs, like you just want to get your music out there and get heard by other people and stuff like that. And these companies make it kind of really hard for you to do that without following a bunch of, you know, copyright claims and mm-hmm. whatever else they want to do to get around to paying royalties, which in hindsight, it looks like a good thing because you're trying to get the artist paid for the music that you are playing, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of us are just not really that well-versed in what the laws are and behind all that stuff. And we're all trying to learn as we go about mm-hmm. like what we can and can't do with the music. And as a DJ, you just really want to just get out there and play. So the only way to do it right now is live streaming and stuff like that. It kind of makes it you know, a little frustrating to get your stream taken down or get your get your tracks muted because of copyright stuff when you know most people probably buy their stuff anyways and there's a lot of conversation going on well I should be able to do what I want with the music if uh, mm-hmm. I bought the record and stuff like that so mm. yeah 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 it's such a it's a new it's a new medium right and with, with the whole live streaming and because it's a new platform like like SoundCloud is one thing right SoundCloud we know does copyright tricks for a while but mm-hmm. there are ways around that. 
mm-hmm. once you get to certain levels, Twitch just is brand new. So they don't have the facilities to do that yet. So you're, you're waiting for their engineers to build the way to be able to, to let this happen and not just blanket, you know, mute everybody while you're waiting for the legal side to catch up. Um, it's frustrating because a lot of the big labels will, you know, they can strike, uh, of one mix or one video and that'll it'll take down the whole thing mm. in the in the process removing the indie labels who would be happy to have their tracks being played out by mm-hmm. DJs and, and on these platforms. Mm-hmm. And so these guys are getting caught in the crossfire. Um and it I don't know, it's just tricky. It it feels like yeah. a weird money grab from labels and it's like how much money is really being missed out on here. And if if there's a way like we get revenue through Twitch, right? We also pay for ASCAP and BMI for Spybar as a venue. Mm-hmm. Why can we not, A, just apply that license over or, or some way to expand that license or just like take a percentage of the revenue we're getting off Twitch and pay that out as royalties however mm-hmm. we need to, which like we're willing to do all this, right. but we can't figure out how to get there or like get someone on the phone and, and have this conversation at Twitch. Yeah. Realistically, there would be a platform, in my opinion, that would be dedicated to something like this, where you mm. incorporate like stuff I've seen on Twitch, where it's like you have Zoom parties and they watch the same stream. Mm-hmm. But like this technology needs to like merge and have like some kind of new platform for artists. I mean, Twitch was made for gamers and we're using it, kind of took it over for music. But I think there's uh, an opportunity for a new platform to get developed and kind of answer all these questions and get everything solved so we can kind of move forward with the uh, music. DJing live streaming. I had to laugh because I went to go watch Cascades live stream, like after the fact. Like the Grand and, Canyon. Yeah, Grand and like was so sick. it was so cool, but like a lot of stuff was muted after the fact, and I was like, "That's yep. his own shit." Like you know, yeah. he he owns that. Like what the fuck? Treasure <laughs> fingers, uh, like rage quit Facebook for the same thing because he was getting copyright that. strikes for his own track. You're like, really? Come on, like. But again, yeah, the system isn't up. there for right. him to be like, yo, this is me. This is my <laughs> I, music. I wrote this. <laughs> yeah. I own this. The, the royalties that you're flagging about would have paid me anyway. So Yeah, these yeah, like these tricky. yeah, these publishing companies I just don't think are are prepared for something like that. You know, they've been around for a long time. Like they they're trying not... they're still trying to figure out Spotify. Exactly. And now live streaming comes along. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, whoa, we're just not equipped for this. No, and not so at all. The side effect is that it slows down the art, right? Or like right. the transmission mm-hmm. of the art. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. It's it's been a, it's been weird, but they definitely need to make some changes. Definitely. Yeah, I guess the DCMA is that what it's called, Marty? DCMA. DMCA. 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 Dig- digital. Twenty years ago or something like that. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> seriously, yeah. seriously, unreal. So with all of this, you know, more time outside or more time outside of the club, all of um, (laughs) that type of stuff, what stuff have you all been um, (laughs) listening to lately, kind of in your free time, music wise? Listening to? Oh, man. Um, (laughs) I've been on a big uh, 70s, 80s R&B kick lately. Mm. Uh, Strangely, like not a lot of club music. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) 
I think it's because like, I'm, we're still doing the streams. And so, right. you know, for Thursday, Saturday, Thursday, we do three hours, Saturday, we do four hours for seven mm-hmm. hours a week. I'm still standing in front of like a DJ booth <laughs> and yeah. just listening to DJ sets, running the video and stuff. So outside of that, I've been just tuning, uh, tuning into different stuff. I don't know. What about you, Garrett? Um, outside of what we're doing, I actually have been watching a lot of uh, live streams on Twitch. I love the Desert Heart stuff. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Their community is hilarious. <laughs> and their Zoom parties are wild. Like, I, <laughs> I actually felt like I'm partying with people. And it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm actually reading a lot more than I used to. So I'm listening to like a lot of like weird ambient music when I'm kind of trying to zone out and yeah. like, read, read a book or something like that. Yeah. That's definitely, funny. definitely yeah. helps. I've been doing virtual reality. Garrett got me into that. What? I just bought, yeah, I just bought. Uh, <laughs> like the headsets? Yeah, the Oculus. Oh, my like, God. One of these things. Yeah. This, wow. This is the future. Like beyond <laughs> live streaming, it's this is the next thing. Wow. This, for sure. Um, it's pretty crazy. So, yeah, a lot of VR as well. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, we'll soon be able to plug into these live streams straight into some kind of virtual environment where you're kind of creating whatever you want to create. Um, that's where I think this new platform that needs to come into play is going to happen. It's going to be more mostly VR. I think it'll start mm-hmm. as like a Twitch clone, but music yeah. driven. But then there's going to be a VR counterpart at some point that's going to kind of take it to the next level where you're actually dancing next to other avatars and stuff. Yes. So, yeah, making it more interactive. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. It is like now I've seen this. It's I'm convinced it's the future, especially if like fingers crossed this pandemic doesn't flare up like the Spanish flu did and and hit Mm -hmm. again in the fall. If it does, like then I'll just be in virtual reality permanently through the winter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Like black mirror. I'll just be like. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't it crazy? The new season is just real life. You know, it's like black mirror. He's like, he's like, like, we can't go back to production right now. I mean, it's too lit. He's like, we got to wait for things to simmer down. (laughs) We're out of ideas. They already happened. They're already happening. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. Oh my God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What advice would you give people who are just starting to like get into their music careers? Like what advice did, do you wish someone would have gave you when you were just starting out? I always tell people to, if, for music at least, always focus on production, getting that under your belt as well as DJing. I think both those things are equally important these days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's usually what my first, first thing I always tell people is, is focus on producing as much as you can as DJing. Yeah. yeah, I would say um, figure out what it is exactly you want to do in music. Mm-hmm. Music is a it's a big industry. There's a lot of you could be an artist, you can be on an artist team, you could be in events, you could do production. There are levels to this stuff. So figure out what you want to do um, and attack that. You know, if you want to be an artist, you're going to need it. Uh, like if you want to be a touring artist, you're mm-hmm. going to need a team around you realistically so find your team um if you want to do something else you know find the find a crew that's doing that and join up or start your own thing that's fun too yeah. uh the other thing i would say is um focus on the music and not all this branding and extra stuff that's around it like right at the beginning 
Mm-hmm. Like you can always package and polish and, and market something. But if it sucks, like it's not going to get anywhere. And it's like, yeah. so focus on the music first. When it's genuinely dope and like undeniably good, people will take notice. And then mm-hmm. you can worry about, you know, how to market it and sell it. At that point, it should already be moving itself a little bit. And you can just capture on that energy. Very good. Um, where can people find you both online? Uh, I'm on all the major streaming platforms um, like Spotify, Apple Music is intermodal. I have a bunch of tracks I've released throughout the years over there. I think the most recent release was last summer on Ferris Wheel. Shout mm-hmm. out Chicago uh, with Steve mm-hmm. Gerard. It was a track called Blackballing. Um, and then on all the social media platforms, uh, intermodal music is my handle. Excellent. Pretty much the same. Mine's uh, mine is Infinity. I N P H I N I T Y. Um, usually, when you search that, you probably find some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Cool. I just um, want to say before we go, really quick. Um, I've been noticing a lot of artists have been really scared, kind of, to make statements on what's going on in the world right now. Um, a lot of them have been silent, which is kind of. It's in itself kind of a greater statement. Um, but Marty, I think it was you who said, you know, don't be shocked when we pull your slots because yes. you're noticing that stuff. That um, was specifically aimed towards local artists. I don't right. have the uh, right. authority to start, you know, policing some of the some of the bigger artists. Around. That was specifically aimed towards local artists. Like some of the pretty vicious dialogue I was seeing amongst people uh, mm-hmm. was pretty telling. And Spy Bar is... If you know anything about, you know, the history of, of house music in Chicago, Spy Bar is an extension of that. The people who work at Spy Bar are an extension of that history. Mm-hmm. Dare I say some of them are that history in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and especially with all the events that we do at, at Spy Bar, I and mean, Garrett knows even better than me. He's been there way longer. There's just no room for any any type of of uh, ignorant, malicious sort of behavior. And certainly we're not going to let those people get up in our DJ booth, which is, yeah. it's a privilege to play at Spy Bar. So, um, and that's not a, it's not a, like a, a blanket ban. We're not saying these people are, you know, aren't welcome here anymore. You know, we can mm-hmm. have a conversation and, and, you know, people can always change and, and we welcome that, but you know, we're not, we're just not going to be a platform for people who want to say hateful things. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it it might not sound like a lot, but um I want people to understand, you know, how significant it is to make a conscious effort to kind of put the spotlight on only people whose values you align with cuz there's a lot of power like you said of putting someone up on stage um yeah, who's a shitty person. It goes way past, you know, their music. Um, yeah. It goes way past politics, stuff like that. Um, so giving them a platform, whether they know it or not, for people to look up to them. And I just really want people, you know, in your position who are booking agents, talent buyers, stuff like that, to listen and take notes to be part of making that change. I think it's really and important. If, if you know Spybar, like what I said, it should not come as a surprise at yeah, all. Exactly. You know? it's, and beyond racial stuff, it, it, it's with everything. Exactly. That, that comes along with, with, you know, life really. Like we, we are just, we are a safe place. That's what spy bar is and always will be. And yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thank you both for your time today. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add to this interview? Keep the faith that uh, we're going to come back, come back mm -hmm. uh, stronger than ever. And uh, I'll see you all out on the dance floor. Nice. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of You're With The DJ. In our next episode, we'll be talking with Bop City Beats, one of my favorite musicians out of the Chicago area. As you heard in the intro, we're going to go ahead and share one of the funniest memories Nikki and I have at Spy Bar, just after this. Oh, yeah. Did you tell them how we almost got kicked out of Spy Bar last time we were oh, there? Okay. Yeah. This, <laughs> I did not. Um, so, so you guys know Pete, right? Like Pete Quest. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I Pete. yeah. Yeah. Um, so I drove out from Detroit to see him play. I think he opened, was it the Bruno show? Whatever. He was open for Bruno a couple times. Yeah, we put him yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I so, think so, yeah. So I, um, this is so silly, but... I, um, so I think like kazoos are this like really weird, like <laughs> funny, like to, I don't know. They're just funny to me. So, um, so we didn't know what they were. And I brought a whole bunch of kazoos to like celebrate his like first show playing there or whatever. And I passed them out to everyone. And so one of the bouncers actually thought Nikki was vaping in the club when she had her little kazoo. Uh, okay. <laughs> He was like, oh, ma'am, ma'am, I need you to leave. And she's like, um, I have a kazoo. Oh <laughs> just my doing. It's that my instrument. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, Man. Yeah. Lots of good We shouldn't be tossing people for vaping, though. We got to ease up the kazoos. <laughs> That's great. Bring your own instrument. That absolutely yeah. is not allowed. As long as it's not bongos. We don't allow bongos right? in the club anymore. Anymore. I like that. Like it was yeah. a problem. Was it? Really? It was a problem. <laughs> it was. No. Yeah. At paradigm parties too. It was the same guy. Oh, he was oh, feeling it. He was super feeling God. it. God. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yep. Oh, People are so weird. Myself included. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for taking time out of your day to share in the love of music. Until next time.